All right, hello everybody and welcome back into the TNT Podcast. I'm your host, Tim. And I'm Ted. And today, we are going to be going over Ted's top ten favorite songs. Of all time. The only reason it's Ted's, if I'm being honest, I don't listen to much music. Yeah, and he, he does listen to music. I do. He does, but... Like, I'll throw in a couple songs, but I don't listen to enough to have a meaningful top ten, whereas Ted really does. Yeah, I have like top ten and I have like five honorable mentions. Yeah. I it was a very difficult list to make. I have a bunch of songs on my playlist as I have about nineteen hundred. Uh so it's, it's it had to cut it down to fifteen <laughs> which that was very difficult to do. Um but yeah. So let's get started. So for my number ten, a lot of people know this band as one of the best uh rock bands of all time. Very, one of the most successful ones at that. And that is Metallica. Now, one of my favorite songs by them is called Cyanide. Now, the Cyanide is a very long song. It's about probably five, six minutes long. It's just... The riffs in that are just filthy. They're just so good. Especially around um, at the two-minute mark. It's when it becomes really, really good. And it just blows me away. And it kind of, when I was a kid, I heard that, and that's how I kind of grew into Metallica, and then kind of listened to their old stuff, and then knew their other songs and stuff like that. So it kind of just grew on me as time went along. So that song was one of the reasons why I got into Metallica. That's fair. Yeah. So. Not not my type of music. (laughs) No, no. Well, you know, you do listen to Linkin Park. Yeah. A lot of Linkin Park, Boy Pablo. Like, pretty much the ones, I was like, almost a year ago, we did the, like, our favorite artists. Like, it's like, I really don't listen to that much music. Mm-hmm. If I do, it's, like, in a car with you, Lauren, Melissa, you know, it's, if I'm, like, driving to work or something, I listen to podcasts. Right. Okay, okay. So, the next one on my list, the number nine, uh, a lot of people know this band from one, oh, a few songs. Especially off their album, 1X. Three Days Grace, I Hate Everything About You. That's so, what I mean. Let me finish. <laughs> so, this song, I was about probably four or five years old when I heard this song. Uh, when it came out around 2003-ish. So, I because back in the day with these NASCAR games, because I played NASCAR games all the time, because as a kid, that's always how I would play. So a lot of these, most of these songs that I listened to were actually from that. Because I would get the songs from EA Sports, because EA Sports in the game. Yes. And they would do these um, soundtracks. And these soundtracks were amazing. For every EA Sports game they did, whether it would be Madden, FIFA, NBA Live, NASCAR, etc. So a lot of the music that that I listened to actually came from that. So that's what expanded my my music realm. So like, that's how I knew a lot of these songs were from these games. So that one of the first songs I knew was actually that. So that, um, came into fruition. And then as time went along, I, I followed them. You know, I love their album one X, which includes riot. You know, that song, you know, let's start riot. Yeah. You know that animal I become, we are the ones one X, just a phenomenal that one X album is phenomenal every song on there is an absolute hit 
Now, their later years, obviously, the lead singer left, so, like, they, they haven't um, reached that peak of success like they did. I mean, they're still very popular, don't get me wrong, uh, but they're not as big as they used to be, but they're still as big. That makes sense. Um, so, that also brought, brought me on to Three Days Grace. Great band. If you haven't listened to them, definitely check, definitely take a listen to that. So, now, number eight. Number eight is a rock guy or rock girl's song that you just listen to and instantly you're going to headbang to it. Literally, the heart, like if you do a headbang challenge, like no headbang challenge, right? So, this song is the most difficult one to do. Was it the Guy Carly theme song? Close. <laughs> Very close. Um, so, it's the band is called Pantera, and the song is called Walk. If you talk to anybody that listens to rock or metal, whatever you prefer, they will tell you that song is easily one of the best riffs of all time. That The rift is absolutely filthy. Oculus Rift? Yes. Okay. That filthy. So, <laughs> and Event Sevenfold, great, another great band, covered that song. And man, did they do a great job with it. I'll tell you, being an, I've seen clips of that song playing live. Boy, that mosh pit. God bless anyone that was in that mosh pit. They were going nuts. Whew. I've been to a few concerts. I almost went into one mosh pit. But I didn't go into it. Which I'll explain down the line. Explain later on in the episode. But this song is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you work out or run, this song is perfect for you. <laughs> I'll tell you. It'll give you some extra motivation. I will tell you that. So if you haven't heard that song and if you need some extra motivation, that song's going to be it for you. So now my number seven this one actually is from another NASCAR game that I grew up playing. And this is the first time I heard this when I was, how old was I? I was six or seven years old. The song is called The Diary, the Diary of Jane by Breaking Benjamin. Now, any, that, any relation to Diary of a Wimpy Kid? No. <laughs> so, to further explain on that, as a kid, and going into NASCAR 07 the first song that would play all the time would be that song. So I would play the game all the time as a kid. So that song would be, you know, every time it's like, okay, Diary of Jane's about to come on. So all the time you load up and boom, there it is. That song was so good. Like it just got me so hooked onto the game. You know, like soundtracks do that. Like if you have a good soundtrack to a game, you know, people are going to be so more engaged on it and stuff like that, you know, jam out. And so have you played uh, Doom? Any of the newer Doom games? I have not. It's just like hard metal while you're like killing aliens. That just made me. Th- I mean, you said soundtracks. That just made me think of that. A soundtrack makes a game. I don't I mean I don't, like that. That's well, a big part of that. I will say, it makes a big part of the game. You yeah, know? if you're playing like a story-driven game, or if you gotta just, have good like emotional music yeah. stuff like that. Or if you're playing like you know, for example, like if you're playing FIFA or you're playing Two K. And you're on the loading screen. You God, want you're good, such a regular bro. Yeah, you want to have good music on there. <laughs> FIFA, Madden, yeah, NASCAR. You, you want to have good music on there, you know? You got to have something to give yourself, like, motivation. Like, the, back in the day, they used to have a lot of rock on there. Now it's a lot of rap, but it's not as good as good music as it was, you know? They had a mixture. Now I it's just hate like, rap music. 
it's it. The, I like I like rap music, but there is a thing where they got to have like a balance, and and that's what they they did. That they had a balance, but they don't have it anymore. That's that's the thing. So because they want because there's no appeal to all fans, you know, to all genres. That's the big. That's that's what you want. You want to have that big genre to help out. You know, you want to have that rock. You want to have that rap. You want to have all types. I mean, FIFA does that sometimes. I mean, well, they used to, but they're they're more kind of an alternative type deal, FIFA. So like they would mix up like languages. So like, sometimes they would put a German song in there. Sometimes they would put an Italian. Rammstein. I'll get to that. <laughs> so they'll put an Italian song in there. They'll put a French song in there. Something like that, just to mesh it up. You know, it's always good to have that balance. And having that with Daria Jane was awesome because that it furthered my rock like uh, songs to branch out and you know see what other songs that they have, which I will mention honorable mention by them as once I get to my number one. But anyway, now on to number six. Now, I mentioned them before, Event Sevenfold. Great, great band. I uh, followed them for many, many years now. Uh, and Shadows is one of the one of the best singers I've heard in quite some time. Uh, before the injury. A prime Men Shadows was just amazing. I, he had a little bit of a throat injury, so his voice is not as good as it once was. It's still good. It's just not as like strong. What so what was the injury? Uh, he had some type of throat injury, like something happened with his voice box. Well, that narrows it down. Yeah, so like he he, I think it was something along his throat, and um, his it never like fully like recovered type set type deal where his voice came back to that. What do you like throw out his voice or something? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I know he something happened with his throat, and the voice isn't as I wouldn't say strong, but just doesn't sound. Exactly the same as it was beforehand. It's yeah. still it's still the same, but it's just not as like powerful, defined. I guess you could say okay. it's still good either. It's still very good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the song is "Hail to the King." I've heard that one. Uh, it's, your brother knows it very well. I know your brother's a big fan. Yeah, a big fan. Uh, it's a very very great song. Anyone that hasn't listened to it, please do. The riffs are amazing, especially the intro. The intro is beautiful. Sinister Gates is a very good guitarist. Uh, God bless the Rev up in heaven right now. Uh, he unfortunately died years ago. Crazy story on that. When they were 15 years old, there was a story that they told the guitarist, Sinister Gates' dad. The Rev told his dad that he wasn't going to live past 30. He died, I think, at the age of 28. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So. Hey, what did, what did I say? For me? You were going to die of a gunshot wound on April 15th, 2036. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Put it, not that I want to speak that into existence. No, but, but that's your prediction. But anyway. Yes. But yes, Hail to the King, very good song. That's what got me into Event Sevenfold. I was, I was like 13, 14 when it came out. Uh, it, I didn't really, wasn't, I wasn't into it at first, but then as I, started listening to it more and more. I got into it and then I researched their other songs, which their other songs are fantastic. Love, love that Nightmare album. I know it was about their drummer passing away, but their Nightmare album is very, very good. I just, they're just, their albums are just amazing. I, I can't even tell you. So, and their shows are great too. Don't get me wrong. Their shows, I've seen a few clips of their shows. Unreal. Unreal shows. Now, if you want to talk about a show, <laughs> number five. Now, number five, this one came up on a Pandora one day. I was listening to Disturbed Radio, and this song called 
Du hast. Oh, I knew it. Rammstein. Rammstein. As soon as you said, oh, speaking of shows, I'm like, oh, he's going to say something, Rammstein. So, Rammstein. They are, when I tell you they're a different breed, they are a different breed. If anyone has gone to their show, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nine. Rammstein. There it is. So, with Duhast. Okay, let me just put this into description. So, before they go in, or during the song, around like the halfway towards the end, the lead singer grabs this, not like a rifle, but like a, like a, sort of like a gun almost. He shoots, he, he aims it up, shoots it, fireworks go right over your head, hits the, these posts, shoots right back over your head to the stage, and <laughs> yeah, it's sick. If anyone wants to watch that YouTube video, just look up Duhas Rammstein Paris. Look up that video. The the crowd is amazing. Everything about that show just looks amazing. And let me tell you something. You want to know how popular they are? They sold out. Their concerts sell out within minutes. And when I say minutes, the, probably the max probably would say a half hour. They sell that MSG in like 15 minutes. A long time ago, about 10 years ago, they sold out MSG in 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. So, with Duhast, it's just so powerful, so good. And and also their music videos. Now, if, <laughs> if you have seen a music video of theirs, it is very... Let me put it this way. It's disturbing, yet entertaining. <laughs> it's a weird way they mix that together. Trust me, it's with, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to describe, describe it, but that's the best way I can put it. There are some songs, if you translate some of these songs into English, some of them won't make sense, but if you translate some of these songs, it's so messed up beyond belief. Didn't they say stuff about America? Yes, they did. What did they say again? Um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to, like, point the lyrics out. <laughs> We're all living in America. America is wonderful. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like America's controlling the whole world, basically, you know. But anyway, yes, so they're amazing. They're amazing live. If you ever, if you're into rock, if you want to go to a Rammstein show, definitely do it if you have the opportunity once COVID's, the COVID monster goes away. Uh, definitely go for that. Number four. Now, this is where I change genres to the rap genre. Everybody knows this song because you have one shot, one opportunity. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Okay, this is one of as the greatest. you said one shot, I know. Yeah. This is arguably the greatest rap song of all time. Like, you just can't go wrong with the beat of the song and Eminem's vocals. Greatest mashup you could ever have in a rap song, period. That, like they created that for that for Eight Mile, and that was perfect. I, that's where when I heard that song, I, I just was like, "All right, this is it." Like this is love me, fell in love with Eminem. I was like, "This is just perfect." I'm gonna be a fan. So then that was when around Recovery came out, and I was like, "Wow!" Not, not then Not Afraid came out and all that. So that song, Lose Yourself, brought me into all the other songs. Can't complain. One of the best rappers of all time. 
So he deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of rappers. So there you go. So now my next one, my number three. This one I've mentioned in the episodes of Lincoln Park. I was going to say, I was thinking, like, no Lincoln Park yet. My yes. episode is uh, Lincoln Park number three. Points of Authority? Yes, yeah. you're right. Yes. Yeah. So, Points of Authority. Now, this was a very hard decision because I was debating on whether or not to put One Step Closer mm-hmm. or Points of Authority. I was so, I, that was the hardest one I had to make, the hardest decision I had to make. And I stuck with Points of Authority because that song, I just, I don't know, it just hits, like, it's just a big meaning to me. Like, just it, as a whole. Like, I kind of related to the song a lot. Because it kind of was, like, spoken in my life during that time frame years ago. So, I was like, wow. Like, damn, I never knew this song. Like, it's such, a, like, an undercover song on Hybrid Theory that I had not... Like, I didn't really know. Like, you, obviously, everybody knows from Hybrid Theory, One Step Closer, In the End, Paper Cut. You know, the big ones. And, obviously, on the other ones, like Meteora with Numb and... Breaking the Habit. Yeah. So, Points of Authority just was like, wow, like this, I just love the way Chester's voice sounds in this, and Mike's, Mike's, Mike's vocals too, along with it. It just was a perfect song. I I thought it was criminally underrated on every level, and uh, it should be talked more about um, with their, one of the best songs they ever did. So, and I'll tell you this, you know how many versions I have of that song on my phone? (laughs) Many. About five or six. <laughs> so, there you go. So, the, yeah. That, tell me what your favorite song. Tell me when your one of your favorite songs is without telling me, or oh. tell, telling you. Oh. What? I, I worded that completely wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> that hurt my brain. That, that, you know that meme where it's like, please tell me your Ted without telling me your Ted. But, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. So that's number three. Now number two. I'll just do the I'll do the noise with you. Oh, wah ah ah ah. Oh, yeah, that's what I figured. I don't yeah. want to get it wrong though. No, you're good. Oh wah ah ah ah. Now with the sickness, I disturbed. <laughs> now, this is where I fell in love with. This is where I just automatically fell in love with the rock genre. This is where I automatically fell in love with it. I didn't. I wasn't like I fell in love with it, but I wasn't like fully into it. Like this is where I was like half into it, half out, but this is where I went fully. You're like dipping your toes in the water and yeah. this is where you cannonballed. Yep. So the first time I heard this song, it was a good metaphor. I was, it was good. For, I was, I had to be at least 11 or 12 years old and I was listening to Pandora and that song came on. I'm like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> so I, uh, that's when I fell in love with the band. I went to their show Really good show. This is where they went to the small clubs in New York City, but they wanted to like relive, like, you know, where they started. Now, Alex, from what I explained earlier about the mosh pit, I was probably a couple feet away from the mosh pit. I think I was about 10 feet away from the mosh pit. I thought about going in it. I'm like, you know what? I want to get myself beat up today. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. I'm like, ah, you know, I do it. Should I go? Should I go not? I'm like, hmm. I, I kind of, I was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, I was afraid I was going to get, like, a black eye on my, you know, because they were, they were going crazy. So, that's the one thing I wish I did was to go into that mosh pit. 
just to, to just to say like yeah I experienced a mosh pit <laughs> just to go in there and just like push it push all anybody around you know so it was just amazing experience I'll tell you that first thing first off because I was literally right there right next to the band so it was just so cool and they I fell in love with the band after the song and ever since then I have is the only band I have this with I have every single song by them saved on my uh, playlist because I just say they're all so good. I can't, I can't even tell you what the best song is. I chose that one because obviously was the one that got me into full, the full band, basically. So, yeah. But on to my honorable mentions. So I did mention a Breaking Benjamin one, and this one is called Sugarcoat. Now I've been listening to that a lot recently. Just the riffs in there are absolutely insane. Can't go wrong with that. So, so good. Benjamin Burnley is a great vocalist. Uh, little fun fact behind the name of Breaking Benjamin. The reason why they're called Breaking Benjamin is because the lead singer broke a microphone. His name is Benjamin? Yep. It's fair. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's as simple as that. That is fair. Yes. So my next one is uh, by Godsmack, and it's called Serenity. Now, this one's a very... Serenity by Jan? No. Did you get that reference? Is that an office reference? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> so, Serenity. This song is beautifully written. I love Soli Ernest's voice. He's the lead singer of Godsmack. And the, the instrumentals and everything like that. It's just so beautifully written. It's such a deep song, too. The way his voice sounds with the echo just sounds beautiful. So, anyone that hasn't seen that or, or seen it or heard it, Definitely take a listen. It's just so peaceful, so calm. Like, you know, it's just really, really good. Great beat to the song. Awesome. Next up, my third one, and I mentioned Three Days Grace before, is Riot. Now, everybody know... A lot Start of, one. I know you were about to, say, about to sing it. But, <laughs> um, so that song, well, I feel like that song back in like 2006, like when we were all young, in a YouTube video, everybody used that song. Everybody, everybody somehow knew that song one way or the other. You know, it's just like the, it's like, you know, like the one song where like, okay, everybody knows, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Everybody knows that song. Yep. It's like that. Everybody knows Riot. Or everybody knows I Don't Know What We Become. You know, those two songs by Three Days Grace, everybody knows those. So, it's like, okay, there are literally like iconic, like iconic classic songs that just somehow someone knows somehow, some way, whatever it be through a friend, music video, or whatever. So it's one of those songs. Next one up is another Eminem song, and it's called "Without Me." Now this one is probably one of the is probably my if I ranked it probably the second best for me. Uh, that song, just the the beat of it is just so good. His vocals are amazing in it. <laughs> just it's so it's such a iconic song that you can't just go past that. Like it's just too good to be true, you know. One of those things where you just don't want to. You you got to put it on the list. You just have to. So my next the the next one my last honorable mention. This one kind of got me into rap a little bit when I was younger. It's an older it's an older older song. It came out in 1993. It's called "The World Is Yours" by Nas. Uh, it, the beat is a very old t style type beat, but it's just so catchy. So I'm like, 
okay, I like this. So like, I kind of, it kind of got me into the other artists, like, you know, like Tupac, Biggie, Snoop, Dr. Dre, you know, got me like all on the other old classics. So like, it kind of branched out my, you know, my artists of rap. So like, I wanted to branch out, see what other artists are out there. So that, that was like the base point of where, like where I started listening to rap and stuff like that. So that brings me to my number one. You're going to be shocked when I say this because I never mention this song ever. Number one, Machine Head by Bush. So, George Bush? Let me, let me George H.W. Bush? Oh my God. Okay. All right. George Washington? Yes. Wait, yes. that doesn't have anything to do with Bush. Yeah. All right. So, the first rock song I ever heard was Machine Head. I was blown. I was like, oh my, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. And I was, I was very young, very young. I was like, wow, you know, this really, really is really good. I had to have been at least like, maybe like four. And I, the song came out 1994. So like, I was like on the radio type deal, you know, playing it. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I kept listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. And that's where I started to listen to like rock and like kind of started to like branch out a little bit. You know, I wasn't fully in until the stir came along, but I was so like, wow, like, okay, like, you know, this, this is really good. Like, I gotta, I gotta listen to more rock music, you know, you kind of go with the, the same type of like styles and reds, like the alternative style. I was like, you know, that's really, really good. Gotta keep on it. I, that's like the only like one or two other songs that I have by that band. I know Gavin Rossdale is a really good band, really good, band, really good singer. Uh, Glycerine. By them is a very good song too. Listerine, glycerine. Oh, very good song. Uh, it's probably one of their be- probably their most popular outside of Machine Head. So, yeah, I mean that in itself, like they, I haven't really heard from them much. I don't know if they're really still together. I think they are, but I'm not hundred percent on that. But yeah, that's what got me into rock music was that song. So. I've I've never heard you mention that one before. No, I never. Yeah, I I was I was gonna shock you because like I never mentioned that song ever to really anybody. Really, yeah, he texted me last night. Oh, I have an episode idea. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah, he says, oh, my number one. It's gonna shock you. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, your my number one is gonna definitely shock you, and yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And you already know my number one favorite song. If you you guys listen to uh, one of the other episodes we did on music, you already know. Leave out all the rest, Linkin Park. Yep. I, if that song comes on, I will not skip it. It's just so good, so good. So now, what what concerts have you been to? We've definitely already talked about this, but so I've been to two or three concerts. I think I went to a. This is a very old, older band. They were big in like the eighties and stuff like that. I went to a Judas Priest concert as well as a Disturbed concert. The Disturbed one was so much better. I because I well also too I knew the songs, so like I, I just kind of was like, you know, boom like I like singing along with them no problem or whatever. Um, so it was a lot of fun like listen like just so much fun jamming out to everybody that knew the songs too. So it was just amazing. It was just like oh great experience. Uh, there's a possibility I might be going to another show later on this year, COVID pending, uh, at MSG. <laughs> uh, it's actually a country show. Um, 
thinking about it. I don't know. It's not 100% yet, but going to a Luke Holmes show. Mm. Uh, and I want to go in style. Nice, uh, you know, with the flannel, the jorts, the boots. You know, got to look, the hat, you got to look like the the old country boy. You know, got to dress for the occasion, you know what I'm saying? So, it, was ne- it was supposed to be last summer, then it was going to be this summer, now it's next summer. I'm going to a Kenny Chesney concert. Ah. I hate country music, but I'm like, I'll probably be wasted before I even walk into That's the- fine. That's what makes the show better, <laughs> honestly. I'll be really wasted does. before I even walk in there, so... Yeah. It actually does. And uh, last year, I was supposed to go to a ski mask concert, and that didn't end up happening because obviously COVID happened. And I was supposed to go to a Rammstein show. It was it was yeah. actually supposed to be at MetLife. And it canceled because of COVID. So I was like, oh. So I would have been so excited for that because, like, just Rammstein's just Rammstein. And the production, it just the production is just absolutely sick. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, listen. I don't rave, like, they're one of my favorite bands, but I wouldn't rave about it if their show wasn't good. You know, like, I get that they, they sing in German and stuff like that, but if their show wasn't good, I wouldn't go. But their shows, it, it's beyond measure. And they sell out within minutes, because people want to see and be in what they call Das Feuerzone. Fire zone? Is, yeah. <laughs> so, because they literally, <laughs> you want, fi- they go, how much pyrotechnic? How much pyrotechnics do you want? They just go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's them for you. And literally, it, there's one part of the song. It's called My Tile, where, which means my part or my thing. He comes out with a uh, flamethrower. And the guy, the keyboardist is in this like uh, pot type thing. And he's just flame th- using the flamethrower, lighting it up on the pot. And it's explosions. <laughs> it's it's insane. I can't I can't even tell you. Like it's just I, I have no words. I have no words whatsoever. And it's just an amazing show, which <laughs> I can rave about it for hours, but I'm not going to because I want <laughs> y'all to see it for yourself. So you, you can you can do a bonus episode on that if you want to. I could, but I, I that'd be too long. <laughs> that'd be too long, and I probably would repeat myself saying it's so good ten thousand times. So oh uh, yeah, I'd have to go through and edit out something. Oh my god, it's so good! It's yeah, so good! It's yeah. so good! I, I would, yeah, you would have to edit out so many things. So like, yeah, I don't know about that. So in terms of me for concerts, went to Aerosmith. Went to it literally the day before we started high school. One of my dad's friends wound up having extra tickets, so me, him, and my one uncle, we all went. That was first concert ever. It was awesome. I bet. Seeing Steven Tyler, it was awesome. Yeah. And the second concert I went to was Boy Pablo, which was in NYC. Saying beforehand, I wasn't really... I've heard, heard him a couple times through couple of our friends, and it wasn't until when I went to see them live, him, when I went to see him live, that's when I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's when I instantly got right into it, and, you know, we still listen to the music. But, um, yeah. That's a, Paul Pablo's a, a good artist. If you're very into, like, the very alternative side of music... It's a good artist for you. So, yeah. uh, I'll say that. He's very alternative, um, very creative, I, I will say. So, definitely, if you're really into that, definitely check that out. 
and uh, see what you think. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll wrap up this episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check out all our social medias. You. (laughs) Yeah, he smiles. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace out, guys.